morning. Sorry to interrupt that beautiful interlude with my very loud voice. Uh, it's so good to be here. My name's Rachel. I'm part of the lead team here at Way. Many faces that I recognize, many that I don't. That's the way I like it. So thanks, guys. Um, it's great to be here with you this morning. In fact, it's my privilege to speak with you today. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be speaking on honor. Oh, I can see you're really interested to hear about that. Not? Okay. <laughs> um, so back in, I think it was July, we started to share about our values as a church community. And one of the things that we said, and I think maybe I started off that series actually, was that as a church, we don't just have values for, for the reason of it's just like an exercise that you do in a church or an organization, but actually that we want to live and lead to good values. Um, values that we believe are biblical, that are God-honoring, and actually values stop you from selling your soul away. Because you can have an amazing dream, an incredible vision, and you might even achieve it personally in your own life, but many people achieve their dreams and visions, get to where they are, and don't even recognize themselves in the mirror. And so values stop you from selling your soul short. And as a church, we don't just want to see great things and do great things. We actually want to become more like the people that God is calling us to become. And when we see some of those things and they're tangible in our hands, we don't want to be in a position where we actually don't like who we are and we sold ourselves short for something else. So we're going to be talking about honor. But before we do that, I'm really excited to say that next month in the UK is Black History Month, right? And as a church, as way, and as a team, I wanted to say this because we could have announced it earlier. We are so thrilled in our community to be growing in diversity. Now, if you, we are, but the weird, the kind of statistical weirdness around this, as someone from Wigan, is crazy. Wigan is typically a white working class town. I've grown up in it. You know, there's all, it, yeah, I could tell you a million stories about it. Way defies, in many ways, what Wigan is even now. So the amount of people we've got from different nations, from different backgrounds, different class, different settings, is incredible. And I've tried to think about, like, why is that? Is Wigan changing? It is, but not to the level that it is here. It's to do with the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is every creed, every color, every tongue, every nation, under God, equal under God. And so as a team, we're going to celebrate and honor Christ through black history and culture. We're going to do that in different ways. We're going to do that with stories, with songs. We're going to have a guest speaker. We're going to have a music night. There's going to be loads of stuff going on. But that's why we're going to do it. And we're going to celebrate our community that is growing and changing and is a huge representation now, which we're thrilled about. Um, also, I believe next, next Sunday is the 1st of October. Um, and actually, I've heard that there are some people in our community who actually wear their traditional garments on the first Sunday of the month. And we're just going to encourage you also to join in. So if you have traditional garments, you feel free to wear them next Sunday. And um, this happens anyway. It's not something we've organized, but just to encourage you to join in. So we're super excited. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about honor. So when we set up this value, and when we were kind of looking at our values as a community, we wrote them into a sentence because sometimes you just need a little bit more than one word, right? So this is the way we set it, like this. We're, we're going to choose honor above chasing self. We're going to choose honor above chasing self. And then 
We wrote something to go with it, and it says this. We honor God and people in public and private, giving our best at every opportunity. So we're going to choose honor above chasing self. And the thing is, there's a contrast between the two. Because actually, being able to honor anything or anyone firstly requires you to think outside of yourself um, and outside of your own scenario and outside of your own situation. And so sometimes we also have to choose honor. It's not always easy to honor people. It's not always easy to honor God. And so it's choice over emotion, choice over feeling. And so I'm going to kind of just in the 15 minutes that I've got, unpack a little bit. I know you're all thinking, she's never going to do this in 15 minutes. You're probably right. It was a, it was a statement of faith. We're going to go with it. Let's see what happens. But we have so much time to talk about this moving forward as well. But how we honor God and how we honor people and just give a headline on that. Um, when I think about honor or when I used to think about honor, I would think about it in this context. Honor your parents, honor your teacher, honor the government. And there's some agreement to that, which is good. But to me, it translates as just do what you're told to do, which without, you know, at the risk of sounding um, obnoxious, I always struggle with being told what to do. <laughs> Even, yeah, it's kind of God's working on me, guys. I'm just, being, I'm just being real. Even if it's like, oh, why don't you pick that? I'm just like, no, now you said that. There's something within me, I don't know what it is, that's literally kicking directly against it. So for me, that's always how it sounded. And especially maybe if you've grown up with a certain cultural background, or even in the church, if you've heard like, honor your mother and father, it sounds like saying, just do what they tell you to do. And so sometimes when we talk about honoring God, it sounds as simple as just do what he says to do through the, through the Bible, through his word. And of course, that's part of it. But I want to read to you Proverbs verse, chapter 9, verse 10, which to me, you're going to see, it sounds like a crazy link, but to me, these two things are intrinsically linked. And it says this, it's in the Old Testament. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in God, good judgment. Now, obviously, translations have their limitation. So in English, fear is a negative word. It has a negative connotation. In the old scripts that the Bible was written in, fear is like the best word or translation, but it kind of just doesn't do justice what this scripture means. My, my kind of version of it is knowing the Lord, knowing who he is, and revering him is the foundation of wisdom. So it's about awareness. It's about truly knowing who God is. And then, you know, fearing him sounds like we should quiver and be frightened. I guess there's an element of that when we realize his magnitude, but actually this is about truly knowing God. Because when we know God, we position ourselves for a life where actually we start with wisdom. We start with not just what the culture's saying, not just what we feel that day, but actually who God is. Eternal wisdom, eternal truth, eternal grace. And we position ourselves there. And so even though there's a limit in that trans translation, to me, the start of truly honoring God is about knowing him. You might be sat in here today thinking, yeah, I'd like to do all the things that God tells me to do, but it's just too hard. And I would agree, actually, without knowing God, following him is too hard. If you purely look at what he says, if you purely just look at the Bible and what that teaches and the life Jesus encouraged us to live, without a work of the Holy Spirit and without first knowing God or coming to acknowledge the awareness, sober awareness of who he is, it is too hard to follow him. 
So the start of honoring God is knowing him. That then sets the tone for doing what he says. And do you know what? Again, like just putting it out there, some days I don't want to do what God says. The problem is sometimes I know too much. I'm like, oh, yeah, but I actually know what the Bible says about that, but I don't want to do that right now. And so that's also why when we talk about honor, it's a choice. It's a choice. Because sometimes we don't feel like honoring God. If you're someone in here who is a person of faith in Jesus, you've decided to follow him, I'm guessing you've had days where you feel like, I kind of know what God's saying about this, either because he spoke to me or because it says it in his word, and that's what I've understood. But right now, I don't really want to do it. And so it becomes a choice and a rejection of yourself and a death to yourself to make that, to follow him and to honor him. But when we honor God, here's the thing, whistle stop tour. His opinion becomes the most important. Pleasing him above your parents, above your partner, above your kids, above your boss, above a church leader, becomes the most important. His opinion becomes the most important. To honor him, to glorify him, to acknowledge him becomes the most important thing. And this actually shows himself, yet itself, yes, in the big moments of life, but I actually think more so in the, the kind of day-to-day moments. Proverbs 22 verse 4 says this, true humility and fear of the Lord, again, awareness of who he is, true hum- humility and fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and long life. Everybody's like, sign me up. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Proverbs are like, you know, general truisms. What I'm not saying is, right, just honor God. You'll be rich. You'll live forever and you'll be fantastic. That's not what we're saying. But actually there is, there is, a, there is a real true sense of riches that are found when we honor God first. Because I'm also someone who wants to honor other people and we'll talk about that in a minute. But even before we come to that, even before personally I come to honoring other people, for me, I can only really do that when I first honor God. I can only really do that when I first know him and I'm aware of him. I'm aware of his beauty. I'm aware of his mercy. I'm aware of his grace. I'm aware of his truth. It kind of puts me in a position where I go, okay, I've got all these other voices vying for my intention, including the one, my internal monologue, which is quite loud. Who am I going to choose now? Who am I going to choose to honor? Like, is this about me just doing something because I feel it's the right thing to do? Is it about me doing something as an act of defiance? Because guys, clearly you can see I have a problem with this. Because I just want to honor myself in that moment. Or is this a choice to honor God in every moment? And so I guess, I guess my question around that is, in your small everyday decisions right now, how are you honoring God? Because when we can choose to honor God with the small, it is easier to honor him with the big. It's easier to follow him. It's easier to forgive. Um, it's easier to obey him. It's easier to do the things he's asked you to do and not do some of the things that you want to do. And so it's in your small and in my small everyday decisions, asking the question, how am I honoring God? Like, what's that going to look like today? What does it look like when I walk into work? What does it look like when I get up to see my kids in the morning? You know, and like my general response is, I mean, just side note, I wasn't going to say this, but here we go. I, before I had kids, I've got two young children, Harper and Jesse. they are six and three, nearly four. I used to get up really early, just because that's how I prefer to start my day, have a coffee, like just start work and like work on the front end of the day. 
Now, this became a real challenge for me when I had kids because I know some people are like, oh, just get up an hour before your kids get up and like have a coffee to yourself. Guys, if I was to get up an hour before my son, I would literally be getting up at three o'clock sometimes. So just saying I'm not going to do that. And I've completely lost the point of my story now. Literally, I've completely forgotten why I was going to say this. Ah, I know. So, so quite often, when my little boy comes pounding across the landing at 5 a.m., I think to myself, oh, flipping out, not again. Please, Lord, not again. Because I've become like a later morning person. No, I'm just too tired to get up early. I definitely can't do a 4 a.m. get up. But I have a choice in that moment how I speak to Jesse. I have a choice on my attitude to him. And I know it's all like, well, I just love your kids. I just love the sound of the footsteps coming in the morning. I don't. Um, so I, I have to actually choose. Why are you clapping? <laughs> don't encourage me. I, I have to actually choose. God, do you know what? First of all, I chose to have children. Second of all, these, these babies are a gift from you. Those chubby little feet that are coming towards me at 5 a.m., I'm, I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose to honor that. I'm going to choose to honor you. I'm going to use words that are kind. Now, obviously, I get this wrong sometimes. I'm not just going to like tap Dan, that's my husband, and just be like, mm, yeah. um, but I'm going to choose something different. And so, whether that's in the workplace or whether that's at home, we can choose honor. And so, just moving on to honoring people, right? As I said at the beginning, Honoring others requires you to actually look outside of yourself. When you are in a difficult uh, stage of life or season of life, for whatever, for whatever reason, whether that is circumstantial or whether you've got some things going on that are difficult, maybe it's an internal battle, it seems completely counterintuitive. But actually being able to think outside of yourself and honor someone else I actually believe is part of the antidote of your healing. I don't know what it is. And I've been in these situations before and just thought, I, yeah, but I don't have anything to give. I've nothing. Like, I've no words. I've no time. I've no attention. I've no money. Like, whatever it is. And when I've even reached out to, to think outside of myself and my feelings and either just giving someone my thought, you know, perhaps someone's going for a job interview or Perhaps someone encouraged me or they did something for me and I want to verbally appreciate them or honor them or I want to tell a story about them to someone else or I feel I need to do something and I want to honor them either publicly or privately. I'm absolutely convinced that has actually been part of my healing moving forwards. And I would actually say that that's kind of true of the kingdom of God. Actually, the kingdom of God is completely upside down. Where in the world you give something away you lose something you give something away under God's reign and for some reason you get more in return I, I, I still cannot explain it I don't understand it but I actually believe it's the, the narrative of scripture and it's been the experience of my whole life and so I just want to encourage you if you're if you feel you're in it in a bit of a bind it's quite hard to think outside of yourself even having a minute where you think I'm going to intentionally honor someone in some way like there's so many ways we can honor people I guarantee it will do something within you as well. I guarantee. So what does it look like to honor people? Obviously, that can be with our thoughts, with our words, with our actions, by serving them, giving credit to them, being mindful of them. Um, and that's really easy when we think they deserve it, right? But I'm just going to just speak right out there to the British culture. I don't know what it is. And, and like I've been raised in this town, right? So working class town. And my parents 
have exposed me to lots of different environments and people, which has done my soul a lot of good. But actually, the British mentality can be, we just basically don't honor anyone or anything because we don't want people to get a big head. Can you relate to this? It's almost like if I say that to that person or if I do that to them, they might get ideas above the station. And I get, in, in one way, I kind of understand that because this is the culture I've been raised in. But sometimes we withhold our honor because we're, we're thinking about how someone else is going to receive it rather than, and I speak to you if you're a person of faith in Jesus especially, releasing something that he's going to build up, that he's going to encourage, that he's going to inspire, that he's going to affirm people instead of holding it in. Do you know what is such, I mean, it's such a tragedy to me, is at funerals, and thankfully I've not been to one for a long time, people obviously begin to honour the deceased, right? They begin to honour the person or people that have died. And obviously that's so amazing, but I feel so sad often. And I wonder how many things have people held in until that person is in the grave or, you know, they've gone to glory or whatever, that they didn't say or do or express when they were in the land of the living. And I know, I don't, we don't want to live out of fear, do we? We don't want to live out of regret. And I, oh, I, don't, I just don't want to have any regrets. But ultimately, the brevity of life is felt so strongly at certain times in your life. And we start to remember, do you know what? Like, every, every day is an opportunity. Every day is a moment. And if I just continue to hold in, honoring other people, the people that God's put around me, the people that I work with, the people in this community, whoever it is, that actually I've missed another opportunity. And I just think to myself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be sat at someone's funeral and be thinking, I've said this, but I didn't actually say it to them when they were alive. Or I wanted to do this for them when they were living, but I didn't actually do it. And without kind of just going back and regretting everything, from this point forward, I want to intend to live in honor. And, and whether that's Someone I've just met and someone who's serving me a drink and I'm kind of just having a chat. I don't know if you guys like the kind of people that chat to like the barista or the bar person when they're making you a drink. I am definitely most of the time. But just even taking a minute to encourage or to thank or to just see, you know, do you know what? I think for the most part, people just want to feel seen. They just want to feel like somebody actually cares that I'm doing this right now. And very often we see it and we don't say anything. And I know that's not everybody, but I want to I challenge it and I want to encourage it as well because if we're part of this church, we're saying, actually, we value honour. And that's not just something we do when we feel like it's necessary. It's like it's a way we're going to live. It's a value that we're going to hold to. Romans 12, verses 15 to 18 says this. And of course, this is speaking to the church in Rome. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. And in another version, it says, out of, uh, of honor, pref prefer one another. Out of honor, prefer one another. It's about being able to think and act outside of your own orbit and outside of just your own situation. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Now, for me personally, even those three verses, they're enough for me to work on for the rest of my life. <laughs> now, thankfully, you have the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, as we're led by him, we're changed by him as well. But actually, I think that, that 
to me, that verse 17, do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Or, that, that's not just about perception, that's about actually going beyond yourself. Whoever it is, and this, and I, this is kind of the thing, because it is easy to honour people that seem honourable. But actually the scripture does not discriminate and doesn't say, honour these certain type of people, don't honour these other certain type of people. It's just clear, actually honour is in the giver, right? It's the value of the person who's giving it. And so being able to speak, being able to encourage, being able to give, being able to add to is our pleasure and our joy. Actually, it's not my responsibility, and I've had to learn this, but it's not my responsibility if I honor someone and I big someone up or build them up and it goes to their head. It's actually not my responsibility. It's like, you've created a monster. It's like, no. There's a difference between honor and fangirling. I'll just give a definition of fangirling, right? You don't have to be a girl to be a fangirl, first of all. It's kind of, the term is gendered, but the, the meaning is genderless. So you can be a fangirl and be a, you know, a 52-year-old white male. You could still be a fangirl, right? A fangirl, sorry guys, I feel like this is getting weird. But fangirling basically means, in fact, I wrote down the definition, behaving in an obsessive or overexcited way behaving in an obsessive or overexcited way so there's certain people I literally fangirl over like I'm not gonna like I'm not that big of a fangirl but certain things and certain people if I bumped into them I'd be like eh, I'd probably lose all my words go nervous now I don't do that over most people but I, th I think sometimes we fear honor because we think honor is the same as fangirling honor is not the same as being obsessed or overexcited or using extravagant empty words to to kind of blow smoke up there, if that makes sense. That's not what honor is. Honor is so much bigger. And if we're people of faith, honor is actually, a, <laughs> we're a vessel for the honor of God. So as we receive God's mercy, as we receive his grace, as we receive his encouragement, we can be a channel and a vessel of that to others. And it's just sometimes that the channel gets blocked. It's not that, people are not worthy of honor because they are it's not that we have nothing to say and can I be completely honest and can I kind of encourage you as well if you struggle with this which many of you might and I completely understand that as well by the way so this is not a judgment session I want to encourage you to look at what's blocking that channel can I encourage you that a lot of that actually begins in prayer when you begin to pray for others whether they, again, the people in this room, your family, the people you work with, pe people you have leisure time with, whatever that is, you start to see people as God sees them. Now, what's crazy is I've actually found this to be especially true of people that I don't like. Just being honest, there's not many people I don't like. But I've found that in prayer, God actually begins to show you who he sees pe people as and not just who you see they are. Some people are easily honored because what they do looks great, what they say looks great. Some people are not. But actually, I don't believe that that means some people are worthy of honor and some aren't. That as people of faith, we can find ways to honor people even when we think, ah, I don't, I don't know what to say, and I don't know what to do because there's nothing good going on here. When we begin to pray and ask God about that, he begins to show us. And I, if you're brave enough, I encourage you to do it. So honoring God and honoring people. And, you know, let's honor God this side of heaven. Let's honor people this side of heaven.
before Siobhan comes up, she's going to pray with us. And actually, I'll just ask you to stand, if you're able to stand. Because um, we're going to have a moment of prayer and reflection. Siobhan's going to lead us. But I just want to read to you again. The value that we wrote down and then Romans 12. So if you, if you want to have a minute where you just bow your head, close your eyes, just a moment of reflection while I read this. So choosing honour above chasing self. We honour God and people in public and private, giving our best at every opportunity. And then Romans 12 verses 15 to 18 says this, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. Another version says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. If you're in your own orbit and own bubble all the time, you can't do either of those things because it's all dependent on how you feel. Being able to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn requires you to step out of yourself and begin to honour where somebody else is. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Out of honour, prefer one another. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And I hand over to Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We should honour the word that's just been brought. I'm going to give you an opportunity now. There are many in the room here who have made a decision at some point and decided that they were going to follow Jesus. They're going to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and start a journey to follow him. And start a journey of him as we learn the truth of Jesus, that changing us and a life that starts to look like the example that Jesus set. And so that you might be in this room and you have not yet made that decision. I want to give you an opportunity to respond. But I want to tell you a little story. I don't even know how many years ago. It might have been 18 or so years ago. I kind of knew of God, but I came into this church community. It was definitely a bad hair year, guys, because I had a perm and knew nothing about curly hair, so it was just horrendous. And I was sitting in a, with a red jumper and black leggings in a room very similar to this. Just this one hadn't been built yet. And God started to speak to me. Like Rach said, honor begins with an awareness of who God is. And there might be some of you in the room right now that God is starting to make you aware of Him. And I remember being so petrified as I started to become aware that God was speaking to me, but I didn't yet know Him. Faith does not mean you have an absolute understanding of everything about who God is. In fact, faith is a response to the doubt we have. So you might have some doubt, but doubt is not your enemy. In fact, your response to any doubt, it can be a catalyst to going, Lord, I don't understand, but I want to have your ways above mine. I want to have your thoughts above mine. And Lord, would you allow me to come into a relationship with you so that I can start to follow you? 
And I remember being absolutely petrified. And when the speaker said, what I'm about to say to you, if you want to make this decision, I'm going to pray for you right now so that you can receive the fullness of what Jesus did on that cross. You can receive him as your Lord and Savior and start a friendship with him, that starts a journey with him, that you become increasingly aware of who God is. Right now, you get to make the first choice of honoring God. You might feel nervous. You might feel excited. You might feel all the things in between. But if God is speaking to you right now, would you choose honor? Lord, I am becoming aware of you. So would you see my hand as an active response to say, see me amongst many. And so if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand like I did so many years ago. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Lord, would you see me amongst many? I pray that if the Lord is just stirring your heart, you may know a lot, you may know a little, but the beginning of honoring God begins with becoming aware that their Father, Heavenly Father, is calling your name. And all you need to say is, yes, Lord. If you raise your hand right now, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the hands raised in the room today. I thank you, Lord, that they represent a heart that is responding to your voice. I pray, Lord, that they would grow in confidence as they learn more and more about your ways and who you are. And right now, Lord, would you enter their life in such a divine way. Would you be their Lord and Savior, and may they grow in the revelation of what has just happened as you enter in to their heart. Amen. Guys, we're, we're going to sing together. We're going to pray. We're going to worship. If you want any prayer, if you need any support, if you just want someone to pray with, either if you've made this decision now and you want someone to pray with you, we have a team called the Response Team. They're just there at the back. Give us a wave. Um, just go. They're over there, just in the far corner. Alex has got the lovely pink jumper on, so you'll be able to spot her quite easily. But if you need some prayer right now, please go over to the response team, and they'd love the opportunity to pray with you as we now worship. Thanks, guys.